All right. Hey, Grace Point, welcome to Thursday nights. We're discussing Matthew, talking a lot about the kingdom. There's so much information here. It's so much, uh, man, it's just hard to slow down and get the right pace on it. I don't want to go too fast. I don't want to go too slow. But I hope you're following as you listen to all the messages. I hope they build on each other and you can get a sense of what we're trying to teach here about the kingdom of God. Father, I pray that you open our hearts and minds to the word. Grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Lord, help me to speak clearly as I ought to. Flow through me, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we were talking about the kingdom of God and how it was located in Jesus. He was bringing the kingdom. People were pressing into it. John the Baptist was picking up where the law and the prophets end. He was announcing the kingdom. Jesus was fulfilling the kingdom, just like he said, in Matthew 5, 17, he's quoting scripture, and those scriptures are all pointing to him. He said, these scriptures are pointing to me, but you guys won't come to me, all right? They're all about me. And he's also doing the works of the kingdom. Um, Jesus literally is inaugurating the end times. And when we think of end times, we think of judgment. And the nation of Israel was judged in 70 A.D., but also Jesus was judged at the cross for the sins of humanity. God poured out his wrath on Jesus. And in a certain sense, the world was judged right there when Jesus was crucified. So judgment's coming. But he also was pointing to a final judgment in the very last days when Jesus would come back and he would reign in Jerusalem. He'd reign and bring on a new heaven and a new earth. And so the teaching at the time, the Jews believed that all of this would happen at once, that, that the Messiah would come, he would sit on his throne, he would rule and reign, all these messianic prophecies of healing, blesses, blessing, deliverance, and vindication would be fulfilled, and they would reign with him forever. But what we see was Jesus inaugurated the kingdom, but everything wasn't consummated yet. Uh, Jesus inaugurated the kingdom, and then he sent out his 12 followers, his 12 apostles, and all those that were following them to begin to preach the gospel. In fact, the book of Acts says uh, in the gospels, it was all that Jesus began to say and do. And now his disciples, his followers are going to pick up and they're going to continue to preach this message until Jesus comes again. Now, I know in, there, there is a theology out there, and I like it. It's a uh, Vineyard theology talks about the now and the not yet. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before or not, but the now and the not yet means that the kingdom is here now, and yet in a certain sense, it's not yet, it's coming. It's here, and yet it's coming. And I really believe this is a really strong way to look at the Gospels. The kingdom is here right now in Jesus. And the kingdom is here right now in Jesus' followers, and yet all of the promises have not been consummated yet. Satan is still on the loose, right? People still get sick. Not everybody accepts Jesus and his message. Jesus is not literally reigning in Jerusalem, sitting on a throne. He's reigning in heaven. His disciples are preaching. And so just like in the gospel, I want to ask you this, where do you think the kingdom is now? If it is now, where is it? Is it in Russia and the Ukraine where there's war? 
Is it in the hospital where people are lying sick? Is it, is it in the poverty in Calcutta? It's not yet. We still live in a cursed world. In Romans chapter 8, which I've referenced many times, Paul talks about the world is travailing under this curse, groaning and travailing. And the world wants to be a partaker of the glorious freedom of the children of God, but it's groaning under the weight of sin. So, just like the kingdom of God was in Jesus when he was on earth, it's still in Christ. That's where the kingdom is. Now get this. Where are you as a believer? Before I even read any more in Matthew, flip over to Ephesians chapter 2. Now I could read two or three scriptures that reference this idea that I'm going to share with you, but I don't think I will tonight. I've gone over some of them before. But I want you to see this thought. How and in what sense is the kingdom of God with us today? I'm asking you that. Think about it. How is it with us? We know Jesus isn't here bodily. He's, um, he is raised up bodily, but he's seated in heaven at the right hand of the Father, right? Okay. Listen to this. This is in Ephesians chapter 2. I'll start with verse 4. But God, who was rich in mercy for his great love, wherein he loved us, even when we were, past tense, dead in sins, hath he made alive, hath he quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And he has raised us up with Christ. He has raised us up with him together and made us sit together in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. The kingdom is in Jesus, but we're in Jesus. Jesus was raised up, but we were raised up with him. Jesus is seated in heavenly places, but we are seated with him. It says the same thing in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, and in other places. The idea is there. So the kingdom is still located in Jesus, but as a believer, when you were baptized into Christ, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, when you were baptized into Christ, you were baptized into him, so you are raised up and seated in him, so you yourself, as a believer, are in the kingdom. And you're in the kingdom right now. And because you're in the kingdom, you can receive and do the works of the kingdom. Let me, I am going to read one more scripture just so you can see this. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. You should read it in context, read the whole thing, but I just want to get this thought across. He says, who has delivered us from the power of darkness. Are you going to be or were you delivered from the power of darkness? You were delivered. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. You were delivered from the dominion of Satan, the power of darkness, and you've been translated into the kingdom. You are in the kingdom now. And everywhere you go, that's where the kingdom is. So if anybody's going to get healed in the hospital, it's because you go there and pray for them. If the poor are going to be fed, it's because you go and you feed them. If the unlovely are going to be loved, it's because you go and you love them. 
There's a song by Steve Camp. It says, don't tell them Jesus loves them until you're ready to love them too. I love that. Folks, we are the body of Christ. We are in the kingdom now. And understand, there is still, to this day, a certain sense of now and not yet. Listen, we still live in bodies that are um, subject to entropy, subject to corruption. I've got no hair back here. I've lost my hair. Uh, many of us have got sick. Many people got COVID. There's sickness in the world, okay? There's problems, hatred in the war. There's war in the world. But we are representatives of the kingdom. We're God's answer to this world. The gospel of Jesus Christ, which we preach and teach, is the answer to this world. Jesus said in John 14, 12, the works that I do, you will do also, and greater works because I go to the Father. Well, he went to the Father. We're in the kingdom, and we've been charged with doing the works of Christ until he comes. Flip over to Luke chapter 19 now. I want you to listen to this parable. That's probably all we'll have time. I won't even get a read anything new. This is really a continuation from last week's message, really. But look over in Luke chapter 12, and we'll, or excuse me, 19, verse 11. And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was near to Jerusalem and because they thought, get this, because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. The kingdom of God was there but it didn't appear. That's why they wanted some visible, tangible appearance, like Jesus on the throne, the Messiah on the throne, <laughs> ruling and reigning. That's what they were expecting. So they were looking for that to appear. Jesus told them this parable. Think about it. What were they looking for? And what parable did Jesus tell them? He said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called ten servants, and he delivered to them ten pounds. And what did he say to them? He said unto them, Occupy until I return, or until I come. But the citizens hated him, and sent a message after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass, when he was returned, having received the kingdom, he commanded those servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money that he might know how much they made by trading. And the first came and said, I made 10 pounds. And then the second came and said, Lord, I made five pounds. Another came and said, Lord, here is your pound. I kept it in a napkin for I feared because you are an austere man and take up where you did not lay down and reap where you did not sow. And he said, out of your own mouth, I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew I was an austere man, taking up where I did not lay down, reaping where I did not sow. Why didn't you then give my money to a bank so at least I could require interest? And he said to them that stood by, take from him the pound and give it to him that has 12, uh, 10. And they said, Lord, he has 10 pounds. He said unto them, that every one that has much shall be given more, and from him that has not, even from what he has not, shall be taken. Now, concerning my enemies, which would not that I should reign over them, bring them here before me 
that I might slay them. Okay. So Jesus is risen, seated at the right hand of the Father. He's received the kingdom. Told his followers, occupy until I come. We are an occupying army in enemy territory. It says, occupy. I really believe he wants us to take ground. Someone say amen. He wants us to take ground. He comes back and he wants to find out what his servants did with the message of the kingdom. And uh, several of them did well. One of them buried his talent, hid it. He was judged. But those that rejected him, slay him. They're going to be judged. So there will be a, a day when this inaugurated end-time message, this inaugurated eschatology, this inaugurated kingdom is going to be consummated and Jesus will come and judge. I have more to say about that, but I'll pick up next week right there. And we'll just pick it up next week. All right, thank you.